again and welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti. Today I'd like to tell a couple of stories. These are the stories from the Sutra. Okay, they are very um, popular or uh, many people have um, know about these sutras and there, there have been many teachings regarding these sutras. So I'm gonna tell two, two sutras, two stories. So one is about a lady. Uh, her name is Padacha. Back during the old days, during Buddha's time, <coughs> Padacha has um, is she was married to a gentleman, and they have uh, they have um, two children. They um they have two small children, and they raise a family um, in one of the village. So. Uh, and they live kind of far away from from the parents. So one day they heard um, they got a message from travelers that the parents sent to them and and let them know that the parents are ill, uh, gravely ill, and they should go visit their their parents. So Padacha and her family, her husband and two children, traveled to see the parents, their old, her old parents. So they crossed the river because they live on one side of the river. I'm not sure if it, if it was the Ganji River or not, I don't recall the name. But it's, it was a, a river that they can sort of walk across in a way. <coughs> You know, it's not a big, it's not a big, big river. It's a, it's a, it's just a normal good sized river that they can walk across. So they walk across the river and go to see their parents, their their ill parents. So when they get there, their parents were serious, were were really gravely ill, and not soon after, um, the parents, both of them, passed away. So she, of course, you know, she was so upset um, that uh, both of her parents passed away at the same time, all of a sudden, you know. But nevertheless, um, after uh, the ceremony and the grieving that she had, and then, you know, cremated and all that stuff. Uh, and then the family made the journey back home. So on the way back home, there was a big thunderstorm. There was a big thunderstorm. So they had to take shelter in one of an abandoned hut. Um, you know, um, and stay there for the night because it was a bad storm. 
and so they stay there for the night, and the next morning when the when the rain has clear, and everything's out, it's, and it was time for them to uh, continue the journey back home. Um, she found out that her husband wouldn't wake up, so she tried to wake up him up, and he wouldn't wake up, and turns out. And later on, you know, she found out he was bitten by a cobra snake, and so he passed away that at that night. So with that, you know, she's really upset. She got really, um, you know, emotional and upset. Um, she, now that she lost her husband. Okay, um, so there's an, so that's another period of grieving right after her parents' um, death. Now it's her own husband, you know, on the way back, and and he died because of the snake. So with the help of some people um, nearby. Um, they have, you know, to cremate the body and offer um, little ceremonies for her and for the, her husband. She's very sad now, right now that she, she's kind of semi-lost in a way, now that she lost people who she can depend on, right? She, before she had the love of her parents, and, and now they're gone, and now her husband, he's gone. And so that leaves her alone uh, to raise the two children. Okay, so after uh, the ceremony, um, the, uh, uh, the funeral of her husband, so she she returned back home with her two ch small children. Back to the bank of the river. Now she has two small children with her that she cannot take both of them with her, you know, across to uh, to cross the river. And the river had uh, risen a little bit because of the rainstorm from previous days. And the current is kind of uh, uh, strong, stronger than before. So because of that, she had to take one child at a time to cross the river. So she has a baby, um, probably less than, less than a year old, okay, and she has a toddler that is probably about three years old, three or four years old. So the two small children and the water is, the current is high, you know, probably up to her neck, somewhere around there. So she cannot take both of them, you know, to cross the river at the same time. So what she had to do is to cross the river, she had to only take one, one child with her at a time. 
Okay, so to do that, she has to leave the three-year-old behind at the bank, and she carry the baby to the other bank first. So, but before she cross the river with the baby, she make sure she said to the little boy, to the little three-year-old boy, that not to go anywhere, not to wander anywhere, you know, go off anywhere, just stay put. Okay, mommy's crossing the river, take the baby to the other side, and then mommy will come back to get you. Okay, make sure you stay put. So the little boy nod his head and say, okay. Mommy crossed the river. Right. So she crossed the river, the river with the little baby to the other side. Okay, so she got to the other side with the baby. And then she put the baby on the bank, safely on the bank, on the dry bank on the side. Okay, so, and after she put the baby on one side of the bank, and she's coming back to get the boy, the three-year-old. On the way back, um, at, like in the middle of the river, you know, when the current is high, the current is high and strong, kind of up to her neck. She, of course, you know, look back and forth to make sure that the baby is okay and the boy is okay. You know, because she has, you know, two of her children on both sides of the banks. And unfortunately, there was a big eagle looking for food. And the eagle spot the baby on the bank. Right? And the eagle is an eagle. The eagle looking for food and see the baby. And yes, the eagle swooped down and grabbed the baby and took off. The mother cried, the mother yelled, right, tried helplessly to scare the, the eagle, but she's in the middle of the river, right? She couldn't do anything much. All she could do just like, you know, splashing water or, or cry and, and, and scream and all that. But of course we know the eagle did not hear, right? So the eagle took off with the baby. So the mother in the middle of the river, she cried, she yelled, she wailed, she splashed water and all that. So while she was doing all that, the little boy, the toddler, the three-year-old, see her mom doing that gesture, and he thought that his mom is waving him to come down the river. Right? So the little boy thought that his mom is waving at him to 
come down the road to meet her. So the, the, so the little boy come down to the river, walk into the water. By the time mom realized what's going on, the boy's already down, you know, up to, to his neck. And now mom's attention is back to the little boy, to the three-year-old boy. And she rushed to him and said, why? No, 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 don't come. But the boy could not hear her because the water current is strong. So she tried really hard to reach the boy. But it was a very, very unfortunate thing. The boy was, could not hold on and the current stick swept him away. The current swept him away and he drowned and he lost him also in the water. Padacha lost everything. Okay, Padacha lost her parents, Padacha lost her husband, and now Padacha lost both of her little children. She lost her mind right there. She become a fool after her mind snapped because she, you know, for a human being, that is just, that was just too much suffering that, you know, happened to a human being, that, you know, one right after another. Okay, but I just snapped and lost her consciousness and she became someone like a fool walking around without knowing anything anymore. She became a totally lost person. From that day on, she walked and she danced, she cried and she laughed according to whatever emotion come up and down without knowing who she was anymore. The villagers you know, paid pity to her, but nobody could do anything. Now she's totally lost, walking around, wandering around aimlessly, totally lost in her life. Became homeless, have no destination, have nothing to depend on, have no family, have no relatives, have nothing. So she walked like a fool. She wandered around like a fool, laughing, crying, singing, and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Didn't even didn't know who she was. Had no clothes, and people sometimes people you know throw cloths and stuff on her and give it. But after a while, she would just lose it again and just walk around aimlessly, a completely lost person. One day, fortunately enough, she wandered into the temple where the Buddha resides. Okay. One day, one afternoon, the Buddha was giving a talk to the monks in the temple. 
It was a quiet, calm, serene environment where when the Buddha gave um, give out the talk, all the monks, all the people who went there to listen to the Buddha pay attention to what the Buddha had to offer. All of a sudden, there was some kind of commotion happening, and people look around and people see that Padacha, the, the, the wanderer who had lost her mind, had walked into the crowd, had walked into the temple, and come toward the Buddha, completely naked, nothing on. Some people try to block her, not you know, from approaching the Buddha. And the Buddha said, "Please let her come." And there's somebody else close by, throw her some kind of cloth to wrap to wrap her around, you know, so that she is not exposed anymore. And she had this thing that somehow something triggered in her about the atmosphere, about the serenity of the environment of the place where the Buddha taught, where the Buddha gave out talk. It's the peacefulness of the area and the peacefulness of the monks, the disciples, the lay people, and the Buddha himself during that talk that calmed her down. And when she calmed down and the Buddha talked softly to her, Padacha, come sit down. And with the soft, compassionate, loving tone of his voice, Padacha sort of wake up at that moment and she became conscious. She became to where to to un, to know who she was again. And she started crying and tell the Buddha the story of what happened to her and her family and all that. The Buddha understood everything and compassionately gave her a seat, a comfortable seat, offered her thing, uh, drinks and food to relax her down. And after she had calmed down into a mind state that she can receive information, the Buddha started the talk. It was a talk of the three principles. What was this, what were the three principles? It was about anicca, dukkha, and anatta. The principle of impermanence, suffering, and non-self. Those are the three principles that the Buddha taught and offered to Padacha and the rest of the, the monk and the, and the lay people there. 
Padachai had come to the realization of this natural law, impermanence, suffering, and non-self. And she had awakened to the truth. She had awakened to herself, and she got ordained right then and there. Padacha later on became an enlightened being who taught and spread the Dharma. This is one of the story from one of the sutra. Another story that I like to share is the story of a lady, I don't remember her name, but it has to do with the sesame seed. So I'm going to say, I'm going to call the story a sesame seed lady. The lady is, a, she was a single mother. Okay. She has a son, probably um, eight, nine years old, ten years old. And he's the only son. She, he's the only one that she, that she has. She did not have uh, a husband, or and probably not did not have relative or relative not uh, living close by. So, her son is is her life. Her son is everything to her. Whatever she does, is. Everything is for her son. Her son fell ill one day, and the sickness grew worse and worse, and he died. The lady could not take it, because her son was the only was the only one that she had. Okay, this one is a similar has a similar story. She almost lost her mind. But she refused. So now because of that, she get into a state of denial. She said, No, my son cannot be dead. He's asleep. He's asleep. He can't be dead. It's impossible. He's asleep. So she go around, she went around carrying her son's body from house to house asking people for help. Say, please help me, help me wake up my, my son. He's asleep, please help me, help me. The villagers said, no, your son is not asleep, he's dead. But the, the lady, the mother, cannot accept accept the her son's death you know she keep denying it it's impossible her mind is in a, is in a state that is not acceptable to that truth she walk around from 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 house from one house to the next from from for you know for the whole day and then the next day again from one house to another asking, looking for help, who looking for whoever can help to wake up her son. The villagers 
felt so bad and felt pity on her. And the villagers told her that we heard of a, of a monk named uh, called Buddha. He's a very uh, wise person, full of wisdom, and has a lot of understanding about life. So you may want to go seek the help from the Buddha. When she heard that, she accepted the truth, that, that news, and she goes look, looking around for the Buddha. She went to see the Buddha and asked the Buddha to help her with her son. And the Buddha understand her, her condition, understand her state, her mental state, that right now she's in a, she's in a state that she cannot accept any, any advice, any uh, you know suggestion, or anything like that because it's it's something that is just not acceptable to her. So any advice does not help, cannot help. The compassionate Buddha understand that. So what the Buddha did was very clever. The Buddha said yes to the lady. Instead of, instead of saying no, you can't do that and all this stuff and all that, right? Instead of blaming or instead of saying, oh no, why, what, you know, why can't you see, you know, things like that, like for, for us ordinary people. The Buddha said, yes, I can help you. That one single word, yes, it's like you can say it's like a, a miracle. It's a miracle word that the, la that the lady has been looking for. Okay, that the lady has been looking for. So with that, what sing with that one single word, yes, I can help you. The lady wake up, her mental state snap back to to a state that is communicable, communicable, that we can that can talk to. Right. Because she hears something that she wants to hear, the word yes. So the Buddha said, yes, I can help you. But with one condition. See, the, the Buddha was very smart. So the, the lady said, yes, I will do anything, um, Buddha. Um, please just tell me whatever it is. I'm willing to even sacrifice my life if you know if that is needed to bring the boys back. I will do whatever. So the Buddha said, "Okay. You go to back to the village and fetch me some sesame seed." Okay? So the lady said, "Oh yes, yes, I can do that. I can go to the village and fetch some sesame seed." And the Buddha said, but there is a condition. 
the, the sesame seed that you take from any household that you go to. That household has to have nobody dying before. That's the only household that you can take the sesame back, the sesame seed back. If the house, if that household has anyone dying before, the sesame seed would not work. So the lady said, "Okay, I agree. Okay, I'm gonna go to the village and find those sesame seeds and bring it back to you." And off she went to the village. Looking for the sesame seed. So she go to her house and ask for if they have sesame seed that they can spare, and they said yes. But when they when they bring the sesame seed out to her, she asked, "Now, in your household, were there anyone uh, die in your household before?" And they said, oh, they said, yeah, my father passed away a few years ago. Right. So the lady said, oh, I cannot take your sesame seed then because you have somebody die. And she moved on to the next household. The next house said, oh, my uncle just died. The next one said, oh, my spouse just died or had died or my parent had died. From one house to the next, she asked for the sesame seed. Everybody have sesame seed for her, but not a single house can offer what she was looking for, which is nobody in the family had died before. There is always someone in the family that died whether be it the parents, the children, the sibling, the what, who, whatever, there's always somebody. After a couple of days, now, the, now her son's body turns blue and she starts to realize that she's not the only one who is suffering death of her son. Every house that she visited has met this suffering that she is going through. The realization come to her through her own experience. Okay, through her own experiences. And after a couple of days, she come to that realization and she sat down and she stopped looking for sesame seed. And she understand what the Buddha is trying to, to tell her. She went back to see the Buddha and tell the Buddha that now she understand what's going on. So they bury or they cremate the boy's body, have a little ceremony. And after that, again, 
the Buddha gave the talk to the lady about the three principles Anicca, Dukkha, and Anatta impermanence, suffering, and non-self. The sesame seed lady understood it completely because this is through her own experience and now she realized realized the truth. She also ordained herself with the Buddha and became a monk and became one of an enlightened Bodhisattva that also later on help out a lot in spreading the Dharma, in spreading the truth. The Buddha was an amazing, amazing wise person. He teach with love and compassion. He understand the situation, the mental state of suffer of people who suffer. Now this suffering we think happened back then. Do we think the suf- this kind of suffering happened now? If we go to a place, I'm just going to pick one place. If you can imagine, but also if you work at the hospital, on the ER floor, you go there and you will experience this very truth that is happening right now. There are many, many holes in the wall of the hospital that family members punch through when they learn that their loved ones is passing away or have terminal illness and all that stuff and they cannot accept it. A lot of people were in denying mode. Many people pass out on the floor crying, literally drop and pass out. Hundreds of family members and relatives cries their eyes out, screaming, yelling, crying, expressing the frustration in denial and not cannot accept that that things like that happen to the loved ones. See as you can see. This thing happens now, and it will always happen. If we don't understand life, life is gonna drive us insane. With life, suffering is part of it. Without suffering, there is no such a thing as life. So, the understanding of Buddha's teaching is, is such an important is such an important fact 
that we all have to learn and we all have to understand. This is called surrender to the truth. No one can escape this. When there is life, there is sickness, there is incidents and accidents, and there is death. Now, I know we a lot of people, most of us, we know, we know that one day, okay, we're going to, you know, grow old and die. We all, we all said that. But it seems like it's so far away for all of us. We don't think that this thing can happen at any day, anymore. There's no promise that it won't happen until you reach 90 or 100. So that's what people are hoping for. Oh, it's not going to happen to me until I reach 90 or 100. I won't get sick. Nothing's going to happen to me or none of my relatives. But it happens every single day. This is a realization that we all have to come to understand that this thing happened right now. I don't mean to bring up the negativity, okay, because this is the truth and you know it. Once you understand this truth and accept it, this is called accepting the truth, accepting reality, okay. You can surrender yourself to the truth that this might happen, this can happen at any time, at any moment, to anybody. See, unless you have this sense of total surrender, you will not, you cannot understand the, this concept. You keep, we, we keep living in denial until it hits us but it's actually happening right now. Once we understand and we can accept this and we can surrender to this truth of life wholeheartedly, only then we can begin to live fully. It's ironic. Why? When we understand this fully, we can see that life is very fragile. See, most of us think that we are Iron Man, right? Or Superman, nothing's gonna happen. That's what we have, that's what our ego makes us think. But the truth is not that. Right? Just like people say, shit happens all the time. Okay? So we have to realize this truth. Once we realize that life is very fragile, any one of us can get sick anytime and just boom and check out. Right? Once you can realize that, how can, how, 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 how can you have any anger or animosity 
or any ill will toward others. Because you know life is so fragile. See, from one day to the next, a lot of people, a lot of your friends, your co-workers say, Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm alive. Right? A lot of people say that. Hey, I'm, I'm glad I wake up another day, another day to see the sun. Right? But yeah, make sure we understand that word truly. That yes, it's, it's truly what it is. Once we, when we understand that, we start to live the life fully, the way it should be, instead of, um, you know, having this uh, angry feeling, right, the argument, the fighting, the, all that stuff, like nobody's going to die, right, like everybody's going to live forever. Many people, they have fight with their siblings, their parents, all that stuff, and turn around, years gone by, and somebody died without having to say sorry, you know. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's like, wow. You know. They, because people take, don't take life um, as something precious. They just look at it, eh, you know. Not a big deal. Yeah, well, in a way, it's really precious, right? The people we know, the people we meet, we meet today, it doesn't mean that we're going to meet or we're going to see that people tomorrow. There's no guarantee. So this is one part of the teaching that is so important. And the three principles, impermanent, suffering, and non-self. These three are the three main principles in the teaching that we all need to learn. We all need to understand. So, yeah, for now, I hope you all get this and start to live a life that is truly, truly precious, truly, truly blessed. Right? And cherish, cherish each other while we're together, but also at the same time have this deep understanding, this deep realization that things can change with the blink of an eye. Right? And because of that, we cherish each other even more, even stronger. Right? We love each other more because we know life is fragile and things always change. So, yeah, it sounds a little heavy today, but it's important that I like to bring it up. Okay, all right. Wish you all a good day and smile. Alright, have a good day. Bye.